It's the Face of Chicago Business Podcast, introducing you to the stories behind the faces, focused on fixing today's problems with thoughtful leadership and purposeful living. Sit down with us as we get to know the individuals who make our city second to none. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Face of Chicago Business Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Sharon Ringer. Sharon, I really appreciate you coming in the studio. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm very, very excited. Um, So you are a city girl, but also from the Maywood uh, Bellwood area, right? Yes. Tell me about that. What was that like growing up? Oh, nice little whirlwind, that's for sure. Um, Growing up, had my mom and my grandmother. Mm -hmm. who raised me. It was actually my grandmother. I have a brother. And uh, my mom was married for a while, but um, got divorced. So it was, we used to actually call ourselves like a tree. You know how you have the... The base of the tree then you have like the trunk and that was my grandmother she was like our foundation mm-hmm. and then my mom was like the limbs and i was the leaves okay. so it was we it was either that or like trinity or it was always three um Interesting. especially having a minister for a grandmother <laughs> so yeah a minister for a grandmother so yes. what, what was that like growing up i'm assuming it was uh you know what it what it seems like it would be on some level right like yeah. very spiritual very involved yeah. in that yeah it was kind of nice because it's with her being an evangelist minister actually it, we tend to you know do church at home a lot mm. um like but and by that you mean people actually come to you versus going to like a traditional building or, or what does that mean well, you do church would, at home she would go and do speaking a lot mm-hmm. but um and of course we always went to church but it was nice when it was it, it was so for us, church wasn't about the building. It was about the, the relationship with God. So it was always like conversations about it and, you know, around mm. the table or her on the couch and I'm on the floor or we're sitting in the bedroom or wherever. It was just church was wherever we had a conversation. Absolutely. So that was that was kind of cool growing up as a kid. Um, but I will tell you that she was also clairvoyant. <laughs> so there were times where it was like I did not... Um, I didn't like being called out when I would get caught on things. Mm. So yeah, but cause I mean, when she could, she would meet you and say things and you're like, how did you know that? Wow. So it was really kind of scary sometimes for some of my friends, but I was so used to it. So what was it like? I mean, as far as her involvement in the community, I guess, and, and your relationship to that, right? Because if she's evangelizing out there, people know her, right? I'm yes. assuming. So what was that like being not just a regular person on the street, but someone that, you well, know. she was mama to everybody. Gotcha. And that's cool. No. No? No. His <laughs> <laughs> my mama. I had to share. Yeah, I had to share. But um, she was definitely the the, the the nucleus or the rock for us mm. um, that kind of held us together all the time. Because my mom was very sickly. Mm. And just she wasn't well. And uh, she passed away very young. She was 35. Oh, and... Uh, but my grandmother always vowed if anything ever happened to either one of us, it would kill her. And she meant it. And she was gone 10 months later. No way. Yes. Oh, that was, that. how old are you when that happened? Uh, my mom passed when I was 18. <sighs> and uh, I was with her. And then uh, 10 months later, 10 months, two days, and I stopped counting the hours. Um, my grandmother, I took her off life support and she died <sighs> um, a couple what a couple days after that wow wow i'm so sorry for your loss but i mean how did you deal with that at such a young age i mean you you basically grew up overnight i mean you're like the matriarch now right (laughs) um i mean at that point i mean you are now yeah yeah it was it was it was difficult because my brother had already um been taken away by his dad 
So I lost him too. So it's like I lost everybody in that three month time span. And it was, it was challenging. And it's the one piece that I have to say is it's like, because I had her like, it's like I had her blood flowing in me. It helped me through some tough times because at first I was, I was at a state of just, I couldn't even think straight. I can't even imagine. And, uh, yeah, when, and, and it was, it was, it was difficult, but something in me snapped and I'm like, okay, you know what? I have to, I, it's like, she would be so angry because it, unfortunately being 19 and losing everything and not knowing how to even proceed or even deal with that type of pain. Cause I had never seen death before. Yeah. I had never had anyone die. And then to have two of the most important people in my life die in less than a year. Um, I didn't want to be here anymore. Yeah, I can. I mean, I and don't blame I, you. I couldn't sleep, and they put me on um, basically tranquilizers to try to get me to sleep. Mm-hmm. And one day I said I didn't want to be here anymore. And uh, my husband got back. He he, can't, he came home at the time we were just dating, mm-hmm. and he rushed home because he could hear in my voice that something was wrong. But at that point, I had already basically done the deed. Uh, and like, it, like taking something. I had or? taken everything I could find, <sighs> and. Uh, he, when he finally got there, I probably had been asleep for like two days, but he, you know, when he got there, he got me and first he called the paramedics and they're like, well, she's awake, you know, she'll be okay. You know, she just needs to, you know, probably sleep the rest of it off. And yeah. he's like, okay. And no sooner than they left, he literally picked me up and took me to um, the hospital. Save your life. And I, you know, they have to do all the blood gasps and all that other weird stuff that they do to you when you do something stupid. So, um, and they kept me for about a week. Yeah. And wanted me to sign some paperwork and say, you know, to basically get public aid because I was 19 with nothing. Yeah. And uh, I, I said no. And that's how I got out. Wow. Because I was like, what am I doing? My grandmother would be so upset. <laughs> and that's what really has always helped me through but you know, the darkest times of my life was, you know, what would she think? Yeah. And more from like an honoring perspective. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. So that's very, very powerful. And I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that that's still true for you today, you know, but how, um, how, how, like what, what decision, what was made at that point, you know, for, or, you know, what would you tell people or what would you tell yourself then, you know, uh, in, in those situations? But, really like what happened versus maybe how you would have handled it differently or whatever that, that you learn from it. Right. And and then how, how that's really molded you to be the woman you are today. One is nothing is worth giving up and taking your own life. Nothing. I mean, times are tough. Don't get me wrong. And we're going to have those trials. I mean, it's in the Bible. We're going to have those trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. Um, But in, relation to loving yourself you have to love yourself enough and understand that you know we're going to have those tough you know calls that but it's making the right one at the right time right absolutely now generationally we you know we talk about loving yourself and that's such a i mean obviously it's it's the most important thing right you can't love others you can't love yourself and and uh, i think you started hearing that a lot more but growing up was that something that was taught to you how to love yourself or is that something that you had to evolve in, into learning as, as times did change. Um, the thing is, I, so my grandmother taught me that it was, I mean, it was what I had done was more the devastation of not being able to, I think sleep as well, mm-hmm. because every time I closed my eyes, I would see her. 
Mm. So I, and, and that, so I think the, the being sleep deprived also attribute to the decision that I had made at that time. Yeah. But the one thing that I knew that was short of godly love was my grandmother's love. Yeah. And there wasn't anything that I didn't learn about that, that, that I couldn't, it, it, that in itself was self-love. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's just how she treated me. I knew who I was, not yeah. just whose I was, but I knew who I was and I was her granddaughter. Yeah. So I knew that love, but it was hard knowing that I would never get it from her again. Yeah. I can only imagine that. So I had oh. to flip the switch and realize I had to do it for myself. And that's where, so that's my definition of self-love is understanding how she loved me and being able to love myself that much. And then also incorporating, you know, godly principles into it yeah. as well. No, I love that. And, and I mean, I love, I do love that. Uh, but it, I've started to learn, especially I think just more recently that love is not an emotion. It's not this thing. It's an action. And, yes. and, and, you know, even biblically speaking, I mean, the, the way that God says you love your neighbor isn't like have an emotion with this or towards this person, but right. in spite or despite of, you know, your emotions, exactly. you behave this way towards people. And that's what love is. Yes. That I'm not always going to feel great. I'm not always going to want to do things, but th this is what this action looks like. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's amazing because you did figure that out. And I, I don't think, you know, you'd be here today, at least not in this capacity, if not for having figured that out. Right. 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 But I guess on a, on a lighter note, um, you know, you're both, both ladies in your life got to meet the man in your life. Right. Yes, they did. Oh, <laughs> God, they did. Yes. <laughs> now, tell me about that, because uh, we were talking a little earlier, and you said uh, the way you met was a bet, right? <laughs> yes. yes. So, yeah, I would love to hear that story. Um, so, the funny part of it is I had a boyfriend already. Okay. Now, this is in high school. It's, it's in high school. Mm -hmm. And actually, I had two. <laughs> um, <laughs> did they both go to the same high school? <laughs> we were in summer school. But the one was going to a different high school. Say, okay, so how'd you pull yeah. that off? Yeah, one yeah. was in summer school with me in my class, and the other one was actually in a different high school. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. It, so, but you guys went to the same high school. You're, you and your husband. My husband and I yeah. were in summer school together, but he was in the classroom next to mine. Mm. Yes. So what was the bet? Uh, one of the girls that I was with was like, well, if you think you can get him, because I thought he was so cute, and he was kind of... He wasn't a nerd because he's definitely not a nerd, mm -hmm. um, but he was he was definitely adorable <laughs> and um, but kind of quiet, quirky, almost we, we joke and tease about Breakfast Club. If you've ever seen yeah, that course, show, yeah. um, he was Bender. OK, um, kind of the recluse, <laughs> but um, and a loner. But it, it was just something about him that was so cute. And I would follow him around. And yes, I stalked him back then. Stalking was OK. Right. Because um, so it was in person. It wasn't like it was online. I mean, you had no, actually, it was in person. Right. And I would like, I was like that goofy girl that would stand there, you know, like, you know, oogling over him when he didn't even see me oogling over him. And the killer was he had a crush on someone else. Mm. That was the worst part. Um, I won, though. Um, <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but she was like, well, if you think he's so cute, you can, why don't you try to get him? I bet you can't get him. And I go, I bet I can. Wow. And I wrote him a note and I... But the note said that someone was infatuated with him. In, like, in that, like using that word? Yeah. Infatuated. Yeah. That's hilarious. And he looked at me and he's like, and he named every. <laughs> Except you. But me. 
That's so funny. So, yeah. And then we just started being friends. And he's like, well, I already have a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And I really, you know, I'm not looking today. And I'm like, well, that's good because I already have a boyfriend. (laughs) So this works perfectly. And then the first time he tried to come over to visit, um, he got lost several times. um, And we were living in Maywood and we didn't have cell phones. He lived in Hillside. Okay. So every time he would try to find my house... He would he couldn't find it and I didn't know that's him driving back and forth. So he'd drive all the way home and call me again. <laughs> and he's like, I couldn't find your house. That's hilarious. So then he drove back and when he drove back, he finally he finally found it. My mom let him, you know, stay mm-hmm. and what have you. And um it was just hilarious because he I don't know, he he was afraid to get out of the car, I think. <laughs> he wasn't familiar with Maywood at all <laughs> even then yeah. but it was really cute and he stayed and hung out for a while and I'll never forget my um grandmother coming into the living room I was a little embarrassed and she sat between us and wow. she's like well um yeah so you want to talk to my granddaughter huh? and it was like that kind of a conversation yeah. I'm sitting there like oh Jesus help me and and I really did need his help. Yeah, but. And she was, you know, she proceeded to tell him, well, you know, we need to know that my granddaughter is going to be welcome in your home like you are in ours. So mm. you need to tell your mother she's black. And he's like, okay. Because you're saying he's like, a, not, not blonde hair, right? But blue eyed. It's blue eyed. Like German. German. Yeah. yeah. Dark hair. Tall. Yeah. Very, although he tans very well. <laughs> so he does tan well. But uh yeah, it was just kind of embarrassing. And he's sitting there like, it's not like I'm going to marry the girl. <laughs> and I'm like, famous last words. But it was, he he went to leave and he gave me a kiss goodbye. And I went and told my mom and we were like, it's cool. So he comes to visit a few, you know, a few days later. And my grandmother's like, so did you tell your mom? And he's like, yeah. What's your phone number? No. And I'm like, oh my God. No. Yes. She wow. and she called wow. and and she's like, "What's her, what's your mom's name?" And it's like Barbara. <laughs> so she's like, "Hello, Barbara. <laughs> your your grandson is seeing my granddaughter, and she's black." Wow, just like that. Just like that. And Barb's like, "Okay." Wow. So she was really cool about it, but I was I I, I had never been so embarrassed. I can only. But imagine. my grandmother had seen some things, <laughs> and, you know, with my mom because my mom is yeah. Creole and Choctaw Indian and black, so mm. she being you know growing up in that era of that she did not want me to experience it no absolutely and i was going to ask about that obviously she has her own stories oh, and yeah. experiences that obviously led her to to act that way but i guess what was that like i mean your first experience dating someone you know who's looks a little different than you and even your own grandmother's like making it an issue i guess you know at that point and yeah so so I mean, did it extend beyond that? You know, did you have to, to deal with things uh, at school or, you know, beyond school? Was um, it? No, I think we dealt with more stuff, you know, as we, more of our married life and yeah. with our kids. I've seen more with my kids than I've seen. Like towards your kids or because you have kids? Towards. Gotcha. Yeah, but even, I mean, when we were dating, it was never really that big of an that big of an issue mm-hmm. um his dad was great to me that's awesome um his grandmother was a little not so receptive but that was a given but you know in the end i mean she was like my best friend mm. so especially when you, as soon as you start talking grandbabies and great grandbabies <laughs> it's like she wouldn't even speak to me but she would feed me yeah so i was just like because i wasn't eating well and she's yeah. like oh you have to eat and she yeah, at that time sure, it was like yeah, yeah. I can imagine. So how long were you in that area for before you decided to go up to the great white north? 
<laughs> well, I mean, I'm mean, not that far. So we stayed in, when we first got married, um, we had a cute little studio basement apartment, um, and then moved to, I believe it was Itasca. Oh, okay. Um, and then from Itasca to Oak Park, and I mean, we mm. bounced around for a while. Just nope. trying to find your, you know, yeah, your hood. Yeah, and then uh, we wound up in Palatine, and then... Um, when we started looking at schools, because my youngest, his birthday is after September 1st. Yeah, yeah, the cutoff. Uh, the right. cutoff. And I found a school that would um, take him in kindergarten because I didn't want him held back just for five mm-hmm. days. How many kids do you have? Two. Gotcha. Two. Babies. So, yeah, your babies. <laughs> my babies, even though they're grown. <laughs> Both boys, right? Yes. Yeah, well, that's, so. It's always different, right? We have two of the same. Yeah, especially because, you know, yeah. So it's a package deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the girls win. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <though. laughs> um, so now, eventually you ended up in Gurney, right? Yeah, so because of the eight, the, the whole school thing, we put it... We oh, that's moved, why? Yeah, we moved to Gurney, oh, okay, and okay. it was just more cost-effective for us to move out there. Yeah, and absolutely. Long so, way yeah. from when you grew up, though, right? Yeah. Totally different? Yeah, yeah. It definitely was a... It was Mayberry, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, different different area okay. for sure yeah, yeah, yeah um so professionally right this whole time you're i mean everything you're doing today is totally different from what you were doing yes. back then right so it's just kind of you had jobs i would say yeah. more than anything else right like yeah. it was a, a means to an end yeah I, I didn't know what i didn't know right? Right, right right it's like you don't know what you know until you know right um but i've always been i've always had an entrepreneurial spirit even as a kid um i've always been crafty and creative i'm I'm that creative so mm-hmm, to speak mm-hmm. um so i mean from crocheting to painting to sewing you know you name it i can do it yeah um and so i've always dabbled in different little things i've done network marketing um i just like the thought of being my own person for sure um but still had to do the day gig every now and then so mm-hmm. i would have day jobs and i've worked for some really great companies um and always more office work, right? That's really, right, right. Yeah. Administrative, sure. yeah. So executive admin, mm-hmm. um, that kind of stuff. So, um, but I learned so much from the different jobs that I've had in the departments that I've worked in and marketing. And you know, I've even done a little bit of um, uh, regulatory. And oh, wow. you know, I've worked where I'm, I'm doing SOPs, <laughs> and you know, I literally was managing you know quality assurance. And wow. so it, it was for me. I feel like it was an opportunity to put things in place for later yeah absolutely you know so everything i learned i put in the vault yeah you know um did you did you feel like you were doing that while you were doing that or was it more like i didn't realize i was yeah, doing yeah. what i was doing until i did it yeah yeah i was like and what steve Jobs says right you can always connect the dots when you look back but you can't right, connect them looking right forward, so. right exactly so it was it was pretty cool but it's like um in between that i i with one of the jobs i had which was at craft foods um one of the gentlemen I worked with, his wife was looking at wedding planning mm. and uh, there was a, there was a, a course that they were offering in California. So my husband allowed me to traipse off to California. Oh, you actually went out there? Went out there. Wow. It was a week long course. I went and caught, I literally caught the flu going. Wow. Um, and this is just to become a, a wedding planner? Mm-hmm. Good for you. So, but I wanted to run it as a business. Yeah. Um, easier said than done, but mm. yeah, cause it's like, I mean, you have a lot of hobbies out there, but it, it's understanding, you know, the business side of things. So, uh, 
did that for a while off and on and you know looked at different ways of trying to build it Mm -hmm. but always was that person that people come to hey you know I'd love to pick your brain and get some advice hey I'd love to talk about you know how I can xyz and I love doing it so it's like my my personality type is more of like an enabler Mm -hmm. I love to rescue people I love to take care of people so I figured you know with the transition of what I've done I've taken that and I'm using that to be able to help empower people instead. So That's I took amazing. all of that and flipped it. So that way, you know, I could turn it into a business. And now you've been doing it. Yeah, I've been doing it. So how long has it been since you made that switch from wedding planner to entrepreneur extraordinaire? So January 2017, I got challenged. I did a workshop in my girlfriend's office. Um, I owe Char the world. <laughs> um, she had this young lady come in and it was challenging me to do what I've always wanted to do and I've always wanted to have like a you know like a an event where I can empower women and so I did this conference so I wanted to work to do this conference and now what year is this where this happened that was uh January 2017 and so I started on my journey for getting it done and started doing masterminds thinking oh I can promote it that way oh like you started doing masterminds to promote the event gotcha yeah to promote the event and Anyone that knows me knows I am an Audrey Hepburn fanatic. <laughs> like, I have so many pictures in my Google um, Drive of her, probably about two or 3,000 pictures of Audrey Hepburn. Um, my, my company name is named <laughs> partially about her. Because okay. um, the quote is, nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't realize that was her inspiration. Yeah, mm. yeah, it was her inspiration along mm. with... Um, Moses going to God and saying, who shall I say sent me when he had to free, you know, when he was told to, you know, tell Pharaoh to free his people. The I am that I am. And he says, I am. And what we don't realize is when we say I am and we put a negative, we're speaking that over our lives. And what does the scripture say? Life and death lie in the power of the tongue. Yeah. So I, you know, part of this whole journey with I'm possible was to teach women how to speak positivity over their lives and how to um, let go of the negativity that that happens because we don't realize, Henry Ford said it too, it's like whether you think you can or you think you can't, (laughs) you're you're right. right. So if you want to be right about something, (laughs) then say, I am powerful. I am a child of God. I am amazing. I am beautiful. I am smart. You know, I'm an entrepreneur. Speak these positive you know, things over your life. And, you know, I can do this. So that's the whole premise of why I'm possible started. No, but yeah, yeah. with the masterminds, we were doing that to promote it and didn't know that when at right when the conference came and it was over and everyone's like, so what's next? And I kind of thought, oh, God, I'm going to like snap somebody's neck because this whole conference really <laughs> killed me right and um so now with the idea of the conference was it you just i want to throw a conference and yeah. that was kind of the end of it like it was yeah. an idea yeah but, so you had no real kind of no. end game with it no that's why i was like <laughs> what's next what do you mean what's next nothing i want to go to bed i haven't slept for yeah. a year so it was it was kind of funny because i was like they go well aren't we still going to do the masterminds and they're like are you serious yeah you really want to keep going so I had no idea but, what had been placed right. In, right in front of me and right. didn't realize that there was a need for women to have a place to 
truly brainstorm and 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 just have a tribe that they could you know work together and grow together so we've gone through our you know our 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 learning curve of it and it has been an amazing journey and i can't even begin to tell you the amazing women that i've i've met and have seen their growth doing this. Oh, that's amazing. I love hearing that. I so mean, that's, yeah. that's what we all need, right? We need community. We need right. we need people to uplift us. Be there when I mean, the, uh, everything that we're doing with the Face Chicago is always about. You know, it's a biblical belief, right? And right. I, I love what you're saying about the, the I am. Like I, I just right. you know, finally, I think at, at my age, just figuring it out that God really is the word. I mean, it says it right there in the beginning of yep. you know the New Testament. In the beginning was the word. The world was God, and God is it, God is the word. So yes, anything you speak. It's like God's, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Neil Donald Walsh conversations with God. No. That's amazing. I love it. But what he was saying is that God is not a God of uh, yes, maybe, or no. He's a God of yes. And so anything you ask for, he gives it to you. But most of us don't realize that we're asking for something or we're speaking it into existence and that he's always giving us what we ask for. Exactly. And we don't, and so that's why I love vision boarding. Yes, me too. Um, I love vision. I learned so much from doing that. And it's funny when, um. I, and I forgot who did it. Um, it'll come to me hopefully, but there's mm-hmm. a, it's called the 1030. And it's like, you write down your top 10 goals for 30 days. Oh. And every day you're writing this. You can't look at what you wrote the day before oh. because it's helping to put it into, it's like, you know, the reticular activating yeah, system, yeah. right? So it's, you're constantly like reiterating it. And by day, I want to say 10, it's all of a sudden, like when, when you're writing, it's like, brrr, brrr, it's like you're just yep. writing. Yep. Um, and one of the things, a couple of the things that I had written was one, I wanted to get media coverage, like for my conference mm-hmm. and I didn't have a budget <laughs> whatsoever, but let me tell you when I ended up on iHeartRadio, 95.5, Channel 7. I mean, it was like six different outlets. You're just manifesting. And that's it's all like, and, and, and it's just like, wow, that's pretty cool. But I didn't realize how much so until I was looking at my vision wall. And I saw a picture that I had, and I'll never forget, and I, I pray my son listens to this. <laughs> um, my son was getting ready to move to California. Okay. Well, no, first it was Denver. And he was, him and his fiance, well, his wife now, but, and I don't know, that was his girlfriend then, wife now. He hadn't this is your baby, yet. right? Yes. Yeah. He hadn't proposed yet. I was trying to think of the sequence of when he, when they were first talking about moving. Gotcha. And he said that they were going to move to Denver. Well, then mm-hmm. he called me and tells me they're going to go to California. Mm-hmm. Well, I had already, I had just done my vision wall and I showed it to him and Stop. I'm like, see, you're on my vision wall. <laughs> it says, you know, I'm going to come visit you in Denver. And there was this picture that I found on the internet. And it was said, visit Kevin and Haley in Denver. And he's like, well, mom, I said California. Well, I'm not changing my vision wall. And my son has a way about him. And he goes, well, that sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> and I go, well, we'll see. Yeah. And a couple of weeks before they were supposed to leave, he calls me. He's like, well, mom, we're moving to Denver. No way. And I'm like, shut the front door. You're really going to Denver? <laughs> <laughs> so we fast forward to that following March and I'm looking at my vision wall thinking, okay, I got to, you know, update it. And I looked at the picture and I'm like, why does that look so familiar? Mm-hmm. We were there. No. And that was, it was in Boulder. What? He took me to this little place in Boulder. And I mean, I literally just started crying. I bet. Cause I was just like, Oh my God, that, that is was incredible. so like, sorry, it was freaky. No, yeah. because I'm looking at this picture. Like that looks so familiar. Why do I know this picture? Yeah. 
And it was like just random. I happened to look at it and didn't realize that that was that was the picture that I put there well before we went. Wow. And it was so awesome to just know that, you know, when you put something like that in place, like you said, if you ask God for it, he will definitely take care of it because I asked him to take weddings off my heart <laughs> and, he and oh he did like I, my husband like such and such such wedding is on the tv man Mm-mm-mm. I don't care no more right I and I they drain you no desire what to oh I used to live sleep eat sniff drink weddings yeah. like my best friend's like I never thought I'd see the day when you would stop doing no weddings. way like, yeah I don't want to do another wedding well, I'm glad you did so yeah so am I <laughs> No, I think you're serving a greater purpose. Not to say there's anything wrong with what you're doing, but... No, I do feel like this is more purposeful than, you know, dealing with the shade of pink is wrong. (laughs) Right. Just saying. And and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I mean, I've had some amazing, amazing clients and I've met some beautiful brides, but it's the one, it's it's almost like the one hit wonder. Mm Mm-hmm. Once the wedding is over, that's it. that's it. And I mean, so a lot of my clients were past clients. I'm friends with still. Yeah. Um, but that's, I mean, and not that I'm not grateful for that opportunity to still be friends or still be connected to them. But it's not recurring them, business. But it's, well, well, the reoccurring business wasn't really so much my issue. Is just, you know, how do I add value? Oh, I see. You know, when, yeah, I'm, yeah, and yeah. when I'm in my jam of designing and decorating, there's where I'm adding value. But sure. after that day is over, it's like, what can I do for you? I can't really, yeah. yeah, what else? yeah. What's next? right, 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 right. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So when you did this conference, I mean, obviously a lot came from that, but it's not like you were a hundred percent either. Right? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, didn't and you see, you bring it up. I mean, it's just crazy <laughs> to me that it was such a big part of your story, but you're so yeah. modest about it that like, I mean, it says a lot about you and just your spirit and all that, but Thank you, you were going through a lot. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Um, so, uh, and I can't remember how many years ago it was. I was diagnosed with sarcoidosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is that for people? Who so it's lymph nodes in the like the muscles, joints, and that's my version of mm-hmm. the explanation um, in my lungs. Um, so it can be very debilitating at times. Um, it's an autoimmune disease. Gotcha. Um, but and then I also um, recovered from Barrett's. So I'm in remission from Barrett's esophageal, which is like corrosion of the esophagus. Mm-hmm. And then I kept having pancreatic attacks, which I didn't know why I was having them until I learned literally like, I want to say four months after the conference, because I had pretty much from this, the stress from the conference of me planning it by myself. When you're a planner, you're a planner. Yeah. But a producer, I'm not. Sure. And I learned real fast that I was not a producer. Sure. Um, but I still, I was in this and I, I'm like, it, it's either you, you sink or swim. Yeah. I had to make it happen. Right. So the stress from it exasperated the sarcoids so much. So on top of, I stopped taking my medication for it. Um, oh, yeah. how'd you do that? I just, just forgot. Start, forgot. Yeah. I was so busy with everything. That, yeah. Yeah. Just, just go, 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 go. So what was it like the day of? Um, I am, I am an, I guess like an adrenaline junkie where I can function uh, on yeah. that type of stress. Yeah. But the very last day I was barely walking oh. and didn't know fully what was wrong. Um, and then over time was just, you know, I, I, I was kind of working my way through it, but didn't know that I had also upset my pancreas so much. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. and it put me in the hospital. And uh, <sighs> what was funny was we had launched the business. I was at one of my masterminds and literally like leaned over onto the table while I was onboarding a new member 
and I'm like, don't pay attention to me. I'm in a little bit of pain. But like, like hunched over, like just. Oh yeah, wow. I, I had to lean on the table because I was in that much pain. Being pancreatic attacks really do hurt. I can't even imagine. And I'm like, I just want to get, we'll get you all set up, and then I'm gonna go home and probably have my husband take me to the emergency room. <laughs> but it's all good. And I did just that, and they admitted me, and I didn't even know my name when they were done with me because I was in so much pain. I don't even know what to say to you right now. This is like I'm crazy. You were, yeah, just a little <laughs> bit, but I mean in a great way. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You push yourself. You push yourself to yeah, the extreme. I put, and and that's the hard part is I learned that the way I pushed myself, I see myself through my kids' eyes and that's that's a difficult mm. vision to see sometimes. Interesting. So you talk a lot about self love and I mean obviously that's right, like right. you know, you wouldn't do you wouldn't want anyone else to go through that. No, I wouldn't want them to do it at all. <laughs> but right. you're putting yourself through it and yeah. But now you're here and how is everything, I guess? It's good. It's good. I'm one day at a time. Um, I definitely, you know, you and I have talked about, you know, like eating better and healthier. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just explained I bought a juicer. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to like delve into that. And I'm really excited for you. Figure out how to even use the pulp from it to yeah. create crackers and things like and that. Cookies, I'm, you can do cookies. Oh my God. And I heard meatballs too. Oh, okay. Yeah. A friend of mine told me about meatballs. So I'm, I'm really excited to delve into that. But yeah, it's just one day at a time of just learning how to love on me a little bit more yeah. and, you know, take care of my health so that I can still work on, you know, doing this legacy that God has placed on my heart yeah. that it's, I still don't fully understand all of it, but other than use me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, use me to do what you need to do and um, we'll make it happen. And so for now, what is that? And so for, you know, women that are watching and they're like, I want to be empowered. <laughs> tell, tell me a little bit more about the organization, what, what people can expect from it. And then, you know, ideally who, you know, what type of women uh, are you looking for or should be, okay. you know, consider joining? So we definitely love working with female entrepreneurs, of course, mm-hmm. um, budding or emerging um, that are dealing with imposter syndrome, uh, feeling a little confused, feeling overwhelmed, feeling alone, um, looking for resources, uh, just trying to get clarity on next steps for taking their businesses to the next level. A lot of times we look at all the practices that are out there, but we don't realize that, you know, at the end of the day, the doing of the business is not really what's important. It's understanding why you're doing it. And it is to create generational wealth for not just yourself, but also for your families and your community and creating a life that you envision. So if you can do that and, 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 and all the rest will, you know, if you can understand that rather, all the rest will follow. So that's what we do is we create we have masterminds we have networking i bring in experts to come and speak on different topics to find resources for these women in business so we love i me personally i love when they're masterminding because i watch them work with one another Mm -hmm. and if i could change the trajectory of how women do business with one another as opposed to this stereotype that we have that we're supposed to be catty we're not we were just never taught how to do business. So we're always protecting our space, so to speak, and protecting our, you know, because technically it's, it's protecting our lives, it's protecting sure. our families and all of that. That's our money. So we become mama bears to even our companies and we don't realize that we've never been taught how to do business with one another. Yeah. Whereas men, no offense, but men do business on golf courses and in boardrooms. For sure. We don't have that option. For sure. And so therefore we feel we have to um, be, be more aggressive or, you know, 
act like, you know, we have it all together. I hate fake it till you make it. You know, I truly believe faith it till you make it have faith. Yeah. You know, but to fake it. No, I don't believe in that because transparency is key in your business. hundred percent. I love that. So, yeah. So it's like, I, I really want women to understand that it is a safe environment. I even have them sign an NDA. So when they come, they can actually share and share in an open and just open, have open dialogue with, I am struggling with this, or I'm having trouble with this, or I need help with this. And they all, all the other women will hot seat and, and chime in and everyone gets the opportunity to hot seat. It isn't just, only so many can do the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets the opportunity to hot seat. That's awesome. So everyone is getting walking away with an, at least one actionable item. Sure. But I always say at least because that's the <laughs> one you ask for. When you're done listening to the other women around the room, you find out that there's other actionable items you didn't even think of. I, for yourself. For yourself. Yeah. Exactly. That's amazing. So, yeah. So it's, it, it is a lot of fun. And again, I love watching them because I love seeing how much they help one another. Absolutely. And that's, again, we're still here to do. And I mean, like I said, like I said the, I mentioned the Bible and like all that, you know, in terms of our, our own business, right? But it says in the Bible 33 times one another, right? That Jesus said one another. Right. Uplift one another, take care of one another, respect one another, all those things, right? And so I, I commend you for creating this incredible community uh, of empowered women and, and continuing you. to empower them. Uh, so if you're listening or watching, uh, please feel free to reach out to Sharon. Uh, you can do so by uh, submitting the form below or you can contact her directly. But Sharon, uh, what an incredible woman, incredible story. Thank you. We're honored that uh, you shared it on our platform and excited to see the big things that are to come for you. So am I. Well, thank you. Thank you.